Yeah, I'm here with uh, I'm here with Don Alexander from Gene Coda. Don and I we met uh, what about middle last year, I think, at a launch bio meeting, uh, and we've been hanging out in various meetings and, and networking events and uh, some beers and wines and I think some bourbons maybe at, at some point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Don, you know, you, you have a lot of uh, knowledge in the industry from your perspective. And so I wanted to just grab a few minutes of your time today so that we could maybe go through a couple of questions and, and get your viewpoint on, on the world. Uh, before we get started, Don, can you just introduce yourself and, and what you do for and, and Gene Coda? Yeah, absolutely, Jay, and thanks for the invitation to speak uh, today, and aloha. Yes, I'm uh, very jealous, by the way. <laughs> I meant to mention that uh, I love I love your the fact you're you're isolated on a on a on an island, and uh, I'm I'm really disappointed that I was not able to be in Paris. So absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Even more surprising is that I've got really high broadband speed here on the island so uh, which enables me to talk to you in video <laughs> so, right. uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh well um, my name is Don Alexander I'm president and managing director of Gene Coda professional and executive search so for those that I haven't yet met Gene Coda focuses exclusively on recruitment and executive search within the life sciences sector here in the United States. So we focus on pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies, medical device and diagnostic companies, as well as the service sector and tools companies that uh, support those uh, innovators and product manufacturers. We've recruited across a variety of different position types, everything from research and development at its earliest stages up through commercial uh, products. So we've had the opportunity to work with fascinating companies developing uh, quite a diverse array of um, assets within the greater industry. And of course, the industry itself, Jay, as you know, is so important right now, um, given the COVID-19 coronavirus scenario. Mm -hmm, certainly. And, you know, with, with where you sit, uh, what would be your outlook on the industry in general right now during covid post covid yeah no that's a that's a really great question jay so um we produce a report that's called life sciences pulse and it's in essence a labor market report that tracks the number of ads that the sector posts on a quarterly basis so um, without getting into deep content, uh, we'd certainly invite any listeners to download the report for themselves. Mm -hmm. But our March data was just published. And um, in the first quarter of this year, uh, as projected by our Q4 report, um, the industry did actually do rather well and um, posted over 500,000 ads for um, positions uh, you know, within the first quarter of this year, wow. um, which is really exceptional, quite frankly. Um, we do expect some slowness heading into the uh, second quarter of this year and are mostly seeing this in the form of deferrals or postponements mm -hmm. uh, of hiring. Um, and I, we feel like a lot of this will start to come back around in the later, um, latter part, really, of the third quarter 
and into the fourth quarter. And, and principally, it's because the positions themselves haven't disappeared. Uh, they've just uh, either been put on hold in some cases, and maybe in some cases, um, people are still wrapping their arms around how to do the interview process right now. Yeah. Um, Q3 is historically a little bit slower in the industry than the other three quarters of the year. Uh, people are working very hard right now. And, you know, in some cases, probably vacations I would submit to you are being kind of <laughs> bo bottled up. Um, yeah. And so I, I expect to uh, you know, like myself now, I expect a lot to see a lot of people on the beach here, uh, <laughs> uh, in the, during the fall, uh, or late summer. Um, but, uh, I'm optimistic really, honestly, on hiring overall. Um, and again, part of that principle is, is, uh, ingrained in the idea that, um, our industry is really finding solutions to COVID-19 where it's, whether it's, uh, antibodies, um, the vaccine, which is still, you know, a ways out, um, diagnostic tests. Our industry is very uh, focused on uh, resolving the, uh, uh, the problem. And in fact, um, yeah, I did have a thought that may be contrarian in a, in a sense, and that's that we could conceivably see an, um, an upward spike in hiring in the industry. Uh, <laughs> and that may be because of the government funding. Um, you know, co companies are, are chasing various solutions um, to the issue and in some cases using their existing platforms to uh, or repurpose drugs, things of that nature, to uh, find, again, solutions to the problems. Wow. No, that, that is interesting to think about. And, you know, part of, you know, most of my career has been in, in biotech and, and I know that's what's on a lot of people's minds is, okay, are we going to be downsizing or, you know, is this going to cause, you know, you know, layoffs, mass layoffs and things like that. But based on, you know, what you're hearing, what you're seeing and in, in your experience, it really sounds like it could be potentially even the opposite. It's just that things are delayed. Uh, you know, hiring's delayed, potentially positions are moved back a little bit, but the companies are still going to be looking to strengthen their teams and, and fill their positions uh, here, in the, here in the future. Yeah, well, I would concur. And again, I think that uh, it also is probably going to be segmented out uh, to, the, to a degree in that you know, for instance, clinical trials right now, um, I've heard that there are difficulties in, you know, recruiting uh, patients mm -hmm. uh, in some cases or maybe patient adherence. Um, uh, so there could be certain, you know, issues with uh, ongoing trials. Uh, I've also heard that medical device and, and pharmaceutical sales reps are you know, somewhat sidelined, you know, yeah. from entry into the hospital, into the surgical center. And um, even our manufacturing and supply chains, you know, they're, they're, they tend to be, have more of a rotating staff, if you will, could still consider very much essential um, staff, but they may be uh, taking turns, if you will, um, yeah. and practicing social distancing, even within those environments. So it is a different, it is a different um, setting right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's, it's one, again, that uh, will contribute greatly to the solution. And, and so we're thankful for that. What are you telling, you know, candidates that candidates that you're having conversations with, um, you know, who might now be on pause because the positions that you were 
uh, you know, working with them on are being delayed. What, what do you tell them, you know, right now to kind of put them at ease or the things that they can be doing? What are those, what do those conversations look like? Well, that, that's a great question. I think the key to key to that's really going to be communication, ongoing communication and transparency. Um, you know, we've got, I can think of a couple of customers where they begin kind of put things on hold for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's just important to communicate that clearly really to, um, to our prospects to let them know that, you know, the bottleneck, if you will, uh, is really due to the situation at hand with COVID-19. And, um, you know, and that's causing some, um, you know, some timing effects, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just to continue to communicate with them, really. Yeah. You know, I I talk to a lot of sales reps and managers and leaders in the the industry. And, um, you know, I'm not going to obviously say names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But, you know, I was talking to a lot of reps and and you, you have some that are out there. You know, they like you said, they can't be in the hospitals. They can't be customer facing, but they're trying to find ways to communicate with their customers in a way that's meaningful and helpful. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, I've, I've, uh, have some people that I've talked to and I would say that they're probably on an extended vacation right now, uh, probably making a couple of phone calls and then, you, you know, uh, and then, and then uh, a small group of people that I talked to, which I think this is really smart. Uh, they are actually doing training. So they're doing skill building, things that maybe they needed to work on in the past that they just, you know, they didn't have time to do before because of the pace of, of sales and, and you know, healthcare. And now they're actually doing the, the, the skill building and the training. What would be your advice to companies right now of these are the things that you can be doing with your teams. These are the team, these are the things that you can do to help strengthen your organization. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, companies need to be thinking about strengthening their teams right now. And as you point out, one way to do that is really to focus exactly on the training during downtime. As a downtime, quote unquote, is a uh, is a great time to do that. Um, and I think the companies that that do that um, will re- really reap the rewards on the other side of this. Um, I uh, would also say that it's a good time uh, generally to be recruiting people at this point in time. Uh, people are uh, working from home, uh, which makes them a little bit more um, readily accessible than having to answer a call in the cubicle next uh, next to the one you sit at at work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Nothing like so, those open floor plans, right? You know, people scurrying down are, the hall. Yeah, those are, like, those are hey, hold on a second. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let me, let me call you back from we'll my cell right back. Yeah, let, me, yeah, let me go yeah. to the hall. Yeah, sitting in the so, car. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, I, I think that companies that are going to perform well are going to continue to, to hire uh, through this. Uh, again, you know, to go back to the earlier point that some roles could disappear, um, but really what we're um, seeing now is that there may be a slowness to the process more than, you know, again, did the need itself disappear? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. You know, I was, uh, I, I did a session the other day uh, with a colleague of mine. We were, we, we just did some leadership development training for people. And one of the things that we were talking about is that a lot of companies are, doing the right thing during this time. They're, they're leading their people very well and their culture is, 
you know, being reinforced by, you know, how they're responding to their people and, and to the community and, and, and COVID situation. And some are really faltering and that that might be a risk for those companies to lose their top talent. Because right now, I would imagine that talent is assessing how they're being treated, how their organizations are operating in this environment. Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, co companies should consider those things. Um, you know, first and foremost, I think we have to recognize that the universe we're in with the life sciences industry, as we're speaking about this industry, is that really there re is a relatively low rate mm -hmm. of unemployment uh, in the industry even today, and that's projected to continue. Um, you know, uh, different industries have different dynamics. The hospitality and, and retail industries might be more significantly impacted by an event like this than the life sciences industry. So as companies, I think we need to keep in mind, uh, you know, that, that factor. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, another factor to kind of think about that dawned on me the other day in talking to someone is that, you know, and this is about the workforce maybe as a whole, but, um, you know, a lot of people have um, had challenges with their 401k with their retirement programs. And uh, as I got to thinking about that, even personally, I mean, what, what that can do is in essence push out retirement dates for people. Um, you know, we're hopeful that, uh, you know, this is a true V curve, that things mm -hmm. go down and then they come back up. And historically, they always have, I should point out, the higher highs in the market. But um, what, what, you know, for, especially for people that are closer to retirement age, that, um, th that might keep them in the workforce a bit longer. And so we need to consider as companies, uh, you know, the impact that that changing dynamic in, in the workforce might, might have, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I would say, um, you know, it, it's really, um, you know, companies have done a good job, I think, migrating to video interviewing at this point to help, uh, you know, to help the interview process, if you will, along. And um, when this is all, I guess, over, uh, as we reach kind of the peak and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we'll see if we have a second wave and all of that. But, um, I think employees really are contemplating how are going to be looking at this in retrospect, how their employer handled COVID-19. And, you know, I guess on the one hand, um, you know, the, if the company handles it well, I think, uh, the employees will be very loyal. And on the other hand, if they, if they don't handle things well, um, there will be, uh, that'll be call for another changing of the guard, so to speak. Right. So right. I think it's very important for um, companies to consider that, you know, they, they are being evaluated, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's really important, I think, to treat employees well at all times, but in, in particular during a crisis uh, situation with, uh, you know, again, what we talked about with communications and being um, transparent. And, you know, I find, Jay, that many people are, are um, worried, if not scared, and, you know, myself sure. amongst yeah. them. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and um, those kind of feelings tend to manifest themselves in a, in a staying put for now um, rather than leaving scenario for a lot of people. So in some, some ways, it may actually be harder to recruit people right at this at this moment uh, but again they'll be analyzing things um 
as we as we go forward and how their employer handled you know handled the situation. Yeah, makes sense. Makes complete sense. So, uh, Don, is there anything that I missed that you would want to convey or or thoughts that you just had and you know this this crazy scenario that we're in, but also you know there is going to be a horizon on it. We are going to get out of our shells here at some point and go forth and be back the somewhat normal. I think there will be some changes. I do think that, you know, just like this, uh, you know, video is something that people are getting more used to. I think, you know, people that I've talked to said positions where originally they were thinking I would never have that work from home or I would never have that position work remotely. Now they may be more open to it and saying, you know what, I, really liked this person they can't relocate but you know what this has proved to us that in this situation for that role we can actually do it remotely you know so i think there's going to be some changes maybe coming coming out that'll be very interesting but is there is there anything else that that just top of your mind that um you know i've missed in the questions or or that you'd like to uh just kind of get out there well, I, that's a great question. And just to dovetail on your point, I think that, um, Jay, I think that companies will um, really be able to open up opportunity uh, in many cases to remote workers. I think this does transform uh, the market uh, in, in many, many ways. Um, you know, it'll be, there'll be a, a, you know, a bigger workforce um, that will be eligible uh, for companies to recruit because they don't have to necessarily recruit in their quote unquote uh, own backyard. But maybe a couple other points um, that really kind of go hand in hand. One is uh, just, you know, for the edification of the viewers, I posted a uh, put a post out on LinkedIn um, not too long ago, and it dealt with the height of prior pandemics as it relates to the stock market. So what we find is that uh, in some, uh, once the maximum cases slash deaths of any prior pandemic kind of hit its crescendo, um, that also coincided with the, um, with the lowest point in the stock market um, for all four of the prior, four or five of the prior pandemics. And um, you know, so we're, we're going to be looking to see if that happens uh, with this one as well. Um, but employment tends to, of course, follow the follow that curve. And so um, I just, you know, when, you know, I invite everyone to take a look at that post. But the companies that are going to do well with this um, with this scenario are going to be the ones that. Uh, you know, review their business models and, and, and really ask themselves from a, a hiring point of view, um, you know, first and foremost, how does the coronavirus impact their business? Then, you know, then how does that impact the hiring as a result? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's important to really, um, to really make the point or make the case to people that hiring um, or deferring hiring, if you will, is also a risk. And the main reason why that's um, the case is that competition will adapt and go ahead and make those hires sooner than uh, you you might or you might choose to if you're in fact um, one of the companies that's elected to defer, um, you know, altogether. So uh, my theory is that some of some talent won't be available in the fall uh, when companies that have put roles on hold. 
decide it's time for them to resume hiring. Mm -hmm. So I would just tell people to be bold when stepping on the accelerator, so to speak, coming out of the uh, curve. And uh, just to evidence this as a final thought, I've seen several LinkedIn connections uh, over the past couple of two or three weeks that have, in fact, changed roles or companies. So yeah. it's clear that hiring um, is continuing in, uh, in the uh, uh, world that we live in today. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I think you're right. There's a, pop a certain population that's going to be a bit paralyzed. I, I certainly, you know, when I was leading teams and I think around the 2008, you know, period during that economy, I had some people that were, you know, we were already uh, doing their their retirement ceremony, you know, celebrations and figuring all that out. And then, you know, they were like, hey, hold, hold, you know, hold the phone. I got to, you know, I got to extend it out a little bit. And, you know, you certainly had that dynamic. You certainly had some people that were just not willing to to make a move because they're in a safe place. But I, I tend to find that your top top talent people are the ones that would be bold, who are would be in that bucket that you just talked about that, you know, they could be available. And I would be looking at this as an opportunity to strengthen my team and bench, you know, whether that's hiring, going ahead and hiring. You know, if I had the means to do it, I would hire and I would take this downtime to train and get them up to speed and get that team solidified so that as soon as the, you know, the start gate lifts, you know, we're going out and we're being incredibly impactful and incredibly effective. So, you know, right. I think, um, you know, all, all the, all the dynamics you've talked about, at least for me, speak to opportunity actually, um, Absolutely. in this. So, well, I, I tell you, I am really, I'm really jealous. Next time we get on, hopefully I can, I can figure out how to get myself in Paris or, uh, some <laughs> other, you know, the Coliseum or something, you know, uh, I was trying to, I was trying to find a fun destination today, but I couldn't pull it off. But, um, uh, but, uh, you know, really appreciate your, your time here and, you know, you, your website and what you post is, is always very meaningful. There's a lot of great tools there. There's a lot of great, um, resources that you provide out there to the community. So, um, you know, certainly for the video of this, I'll make sure that I have your website and, and, you know, if you don't mind your LinkedIn information, cause I, I really think it'd be meaningful for people to connect with you and follow you and follow and, and, and go to your site. Um, but, you know, for, for audio listeners or, um, you know, anybody is, can you just uh, share the, your information so that, you know, we make sure that people know how to get in touch with you? A absolutely, Jay. Our website, our uh, website is www.genecoda, G-E-N-E-C-O-D-A. That's uh, Charlie Oscar Delta Alpha. I had to think about that for a second. Dot <laughs> com, genecoda.com. Great, great. And then Donald Alexander on uh, on LinkedIn can on definitely LinkedIn. find you there. You are very active on LinkedIn. We took that class together. Yes. Uh, Deborah taught us the taught us the way. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> notice the light. That's right. That's right. So well, again, really appreciate the time that you've you've spent here and uh, and in our conversation. Always a pleasure. Hopefully, we're able to I don't know meet at a NC Bio networking group at a, at the wine bar here soon <laughs> when all this lifts uh, and certainly look forward to uh, grabbing some time and catching up with you face to face. As am I, Jay. I'm certainly looking forward to that day. Sounds good. Take care, Don. You too.